Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex. Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. The A to Z of Sex is on location this week visiting Mistress Max Rules. Today, the letter is T, and T is for talking dirty. Harry wasn't the best-looking guy. A little overweight and a little unkempt, he wore thick glasses, plain jeans, and tended to slouch. Most men and women didn't find Perry attractive until he spoke. Perry's voice was liquid smooth and deep. He made love with his voice even when talking about ordinary things. But when he decided to talk sex, well, the person he was talking to was lost. Perry liked to create a rich sensory scene so detailed that you felt pulled into the world he was created. The scenes he created were plush and deep like velvet. They enveloped you, captivated you, and did not let you go until after he had finished. Welcome to the show, Ms. Max. Thank you. So good to see you. And you. Have you here. Oh, it's so brilliant to be here. So we're talking about talking dirty today. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sex, I always say to people, sex begins in the head, in the mind, in the mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. And so you were saying earlier when I asked if you wanted to do this show that talking dirty is behind just about every single sexual act. Yes, it is. Even if it just happens between your ears. Right. I think the talking dirty thing is because actually sex, what do we call it, fucking, is very base, basic. Mm-hmm. And the first sexual partner we have is ourselves. And it's strictly just about the feeling. As little kids, as we're finding things and starting to masturbate, it's really base, mm-hmm. basic. And just about you. So then as you get older, these other people come into it. But the the script is still there. Mm-hmm. So it really is just about you. It's very romantic to hear people talking about how we made love, etc. But in the brain, it's fucking and I want somebody to fuck the shit out of me, or I want to 
fuck the shit out of them. And that pussy is just so wet and juicy. And we're sensory people. Mm. So why the heck should we not have use our ears as well? Oh, my God. Yeah. For sure. Everything else is happening. So somebody needs to put a little something in my ear. The first uh, scripts we then, not the first scripts, but the next scripts we do is usually from a magazine, some kind of book or a video. And there is always, in a way, it's objectification. Mm -hmm. If we are focusing on my bits then you're almost not really there. So even if you don't talk dirty to me, nine times out of 10, I'm going to be playing that in my head. Right. Uh, Whether it's, I wish he would talk dirty to me. I wish she would talk dirty to me. It's an objectification. And it's a lot easier in a way to have fun if you kind of don't have to take into consideration the other person at that moment. Right. It's, it's my moment. It's my time, you know, and then we'll get to yours, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, isn't there a lot of that um, in good sex that there's, there is that space where the focus is on, one person in healthy sex yeah you know but even though the the uh focus is on one person it is kind of grown up Mm -hmm. and consensual yeah you know for so long women you know read uh well i mean i've been i've been doing a lot of talking about this stuff recently and and talking about the fact that women still don't learn at the beginning to focus on their own pleasure and that their yeah. bodies and the kind of pleasure their bodies can give them. And, um, I was talking with somebody last week about the fact, well, you know, most of our bits are harder to get to. They're hidden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody has to teach boys to focus on their own pleasure. It's right out there. Right. Right. Whereas with girls, it's not, yes, little girls discover themselves, but they don't necessarily learn how to follow it through. And so if you don't talk about the fact that your body is to give you pleasure and this is something for you, they, they don't necessarily learn it. And the messages in society are take care of your partner. Yeah. And it goes a little bit further than that. It's humans do come with instructions, but you have to tell the other person how you want to be satisfied. Mm. And because as females, you know, nobody says we're supposed to be satisfied except with having babies and taking care of the house. And it's almost like we're trying to go back there in 2017. But you have to tell someone what it is you want, what you want to try. Yeah. And one of the things I find so great about talking dirty is that there is a way of trying things out with less risk. Because if I say to you, you know, what I really want is for you to fuck me in the ass. 
and you find that disgusting yeah. and you're my partner, yeah. then I'm going to get rejected and it's going right. to feel lousy and then I have a problem. But if I tell a story about people getting, where they're having a really good time and he decides to fuck her in the ass and how he goes real slow and how nice it feels, I can watch my partner or, you know, Pegging is another one. You yeah. know, guys never want to mention that. Yeah. But if you if you tell a story in front of your partner and you know it's part of the dirty talk, it's 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 kind of part of the foreplay, then you can watch your partner's responses. And if they don't go, ooh, then you know, maybe you can say, you know, that story I told you, you know, actually can we try that? And it's a good exercise before you've decided the person is your partner. Yeah. Checking out what what their range yes. is. Yes, yes, yes. When you're with new people, it's great. You know, so much of on, uh, stuff is done online now. I mean, so much of dating in the beginning stages of relationships happen online. Uh, people, people do well at typing dirty. Yeah, I'm quite. Yeah, yeah. They type lots and they text dirty. Yes. But what I find amazing is how much of that is actually done before mm. you ever meet a person, and then people think they know each other. When they meet, they don't feel a need to see the responses, to see if the words that have been texted are matching with the actions and the responses. And, and it's really important because sometimes so they don't. Different. Yes, totally different. But um, if we, that's one of the things I like about the kinky world. We really get to negotiate. Yeah. Uh, our our relationships and I think I know it's something that really needs to carry over into what we call vanilla world which I really don't think exists because everyone is a delicious pervert even if it's only in their mind so in the kink world we get to be, I don't I meet you I don't give a shit where you work what kind of car you drive I want to know what blows your skirt up. So we don't take that time. We assume we meet somebody and it's wonderful chemistry and we expect people to be mind readers and you're just supposed to know. Yeah, we don't do that. No, 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 no. And then people end up in a lifetime relationship of just living between their ears or non-consensually they go out and have affairs yeah because they did it is how the prostitution business has gone on and on and on and on since the beginning of time because people aren't communicating and they're not talking and but it's exciting to again i go back to sex is really basic it's animalistic you know what i mean and we're good with the grunts and things that come out involuntarily. But if we add our own script to it, it could be a lot more exciting and it'd be a lot happier people. But it's still shame. Yeah. There's so much shame around. But even around, even around, when you think about it, you talk about talking dirty and, and, and in a way... Some people would see that as kinky. And, of course, the two of us don't see that as kinky. Yeah. We just sort of see that as, yeah, it's a thing, right? But 
that's even some people even have shame about that. They cannot say the words, right. which is kind of different. It's different from the shame of asking for what you want. Cause that's hard. You're not even supposed to think that if you think that you're a dirty person. Yeah. You're a pervert. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, I actually have clients practice talking dirty, not about what they want because that's like lit got layers and layers yeah. of shame on it. Yeah. But practice this to get used to the words, get used to being comfortable with expressing joy around fucking, expressing joy around, you know, cunnilingus, kind of like expressing joy around all these sexual acts. Mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. used to turning your partner on without feeling embarrassed about it and, and working up to actually talking about what they want, which often has much more stuff around it. A lot more stuff. But it is amazing to me when I'm playing with someone who is new. And the first thing I do is, you know, ask what are some of the things that you like? And that usually doesn't get me a whole answer. Well, I'll ask it the first time. And then I go, tell me about the things that you think about when you're by yourself. And usually I will remove myself from in front of them. So that's still, they're still in their head. Right. They're I'll not go telling to the side yeah. or go behind them and I get more answers. Yeah. But to, to, you know, be playing with a man 50 years old who can't, who whispers, I, I, I want somebody to slap my dick. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Hey, what was that last word? Yeah. You know, I get a lot of, you know, no. No, I don't know. <laughs> but that's people's attitude. I know, I know. It's, and, you know, when, when I, I, I mean, this is one of my favorite topics because I love the whole Scheherazade thing, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and if the people go, but I, I can't, I can't make it up. Um, I mean, Perry is a real person for those of mm -hmm. you, right, you know, that I knew in high school. And I'm telling you, not attractive, just not attractive. But women and men fell for him because he could tell a story. And so I say to people, if you don't, if you're not comfortable telling a story, you don't think you can tell a story. There's so much erotic out there. Read to each other, you know, use somebody else's yes. story. Yes, yes. I'm not quite sure. I, I blame it on religion. Mm -hmm. I do, which in modern times has just become a huge joke because, we're, you know, no sex and you're not supposed to do this. And yet within the walls of a church, there's so much violating going on. So we know that sex happens we know it's necessary or one of the first things we start exploring is between our own legs because it gives us pleasure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole design of the people tells you this was an important part. Right. And mankind has put the shame on it. Nobody's supposed to feel good. Uh, you control the sex. You control the people. And I really think that's the whole 
philosophy behind sex is bad because there's nothing else that makes you feel as alive mm-hmm. is when you are in pleasure or in pain. Right. You're not worried about the mortgage. You're not worried about the kids. You're really not even worried about that person that you're having the sex with. So, you know, you hope your body is sort of telling this person faster, harder. Or it comes out, fuck the pussy, it's yours. Do something with it. Bring that cock over here, it's mine. It's exciting. Or porn would not be the industry that it is. Yeah. So it's very, very hypocritical. And enslaving. It still is a form of slavery and very much for women. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the level, and I think, you know, there, it was the progress, there was progress made around shame and around understanding this is a natural part of life. In the 60s, drugs had a lot to do with it. Yeah, (laughs) true enough. But, you know, then there were still some in the 70s and in the 80s, and then, then then, well, then HIV became known, AIDS became known, and there was a really severe dial back, but then it started to loosen up again, and now we've got, it's amazing to me how far back people have gone. I mean, there are plenty of places where, where abstinence is the, the, what is being taught for sex education without the understanding that you can promote the idea that you should abstain until you're old enough to, to really know what you're doing. Yeah. But I'm going to give you all the information that you need to have. But young people have become very, very creative around that whole abstinence thing because it's kind of attached to pregnancy. Right. Which is why dick sucking and ass fucking in our youth is rampant. It's like, I'm still a virgin. Nothing's gone in the main hole. Yeah. So I think they, um, but they're not getting the, but they're not getting the information that they need. So along with that, what you've got is girls, you know, you don't hear this dick sucking, this ass fucking, but there isn't, oh, I'm going to lick your pussy so that you have an orgasm or I'm going to finger you. I'm going to not put anything in. Right? I, really, I think a lot of that's going on too. I, I, I do think the, that young women today appreciate their bodies a little bit more. I, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, the research isn't bearing that out right now. Hmm. So there's still a lot of focus on what I look like. Do I look good when I'm doing this? I mean, oh my God, you know. But I think that's shame on the male part of not wanting to, to say I eat pussy. I know with black men in the 60s or 70s, it's like, oh, I ain't eating no pussy. Oh, why is that? That's nasty. Yeah, no, I remember that line. That's nasty. Really? And that's any more nasty than... But I think it goes, that hang-up was put out there 
again, to keep the female down from having her fun. Yeah, I know. And so there's, there's still not this focus. And when you look at um, the emphasis, the emphasis still always seems to be on him. It's still a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so across the board. It just is. And hey, guys, talking dirty, you know, can't get you pregnant. Can't get I you any that. diseases either. You but, know? you know, like young boys, who the hell masturbates more than boys? Are they, I mean, everything gets all ooky and sticky. You walk in the room of your teenage son. You know what that smells like. It smells like come all over the place. What's happening? They're talking dirty themselves in their head. That's you it. have to have a script. You have to have a good script for masturbation. There is a whole lot going on in the brain if you don't have access to the magazines and things. It's really very basic. And it's yummy. But sex is pretty much still synonymous with shame just for procreation. You know, what did they tell kids? If you masturbate, you'll go blind. (laughs) Do you know like three quarters of the world would be blind? More. They reckon the figures at this point are about 92%. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, because, you know, it's part of the reason they had the figures of three quarters was because of how they define masturbation. You know, yeah. it's a, there are lots of people who touch themselves but don't know how to have an orgasm. So yeah. they, they left all of those people out. Yeah. And the, the dirty talk, I mean, helps to uh, really bring that out because really I don't want you to pay attention necessarily to how my hair looks or anything. I am wanting you to address the pussy. And I mean, like, seriously, talk to it. Tell me, you know, it's nice and juicy down there. Tell me what you're going to do to it. It's like foreplay. Because, again, you need to engage. You have to engage the brain. brain. Well, and the other thing about that is, is that it brings you into the now. And and that's... Absolutely. One of the biggest problems people have, and one of the biggest issues, I, I think, in one of the biggest sexual issues that comes up with ordinary couples from every walk of life is going somewhere else while they're having sex. You know, the sex isn't going well. And while I interview them to find out what's going on, there's a disconnect. Um, I'm stressed out. So I'm thinking about the mortgage. I'm thinking about the bills. I'm thinking about the report I need to Mm -hmm, do tomorrow. mm -hmm. I am not in feeling connected with my partner. So I'm thinking about, Something else, someone else. Right. And if you are talking dirty, you are talking to each other. You are here in the now. Yes. And that's the healthy way to bring a fantasy of something else into right. the relationship. Right. Not going away in your head so you're not sharing it with the person you're having sex with. Yeah. You know, because but then you're disconnected. All the senses are engaged. That's right. In the sex app. And you really are doing what your partner wants. And I mean, it's nice to explore and try to find them. But it sure is a hell of a lot better if I know where your hot spots are. If you tell me 
I, you know, a little bit harder, a little bit to the left, up, I'm an innie or an Audi. If I give you the instructions and we can really get engaged, even with the, the verbal, it does keep you in this incredible moment, which is where you want to be. And I, my feeling is, is that in our time, people multitask, people go to concerts and photograph the concert while they're at the concert, right? <laughs> you know, and they, I mean, and I'm sorry, I've been guilty too. You know, I picked the phone up for, so I have, you know, a minute and a half mm-hmm. of maybe staples to, you know, to listen mm-hmm. to later. But people do that for the, for an entire event. They're tweeting the event. They're talking about the event as it's going on. They're not living the event. They're commentating the event. Yeah. And, and they do that with sex all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. not necessarily putting it up on camera, although, you know, there are plenty who yeah, do that. Yeah. And, and I think we've lost, I don't think we had the skill very well in modern times of how to be in the now. Yeah. That's a primal skill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think we've lost an easy ability to reconnect to that. And this is one of the ways you can do that is by actually engaging everything yeah. in what you are yes. doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we we do foreplay visually in mm. a sense, which is why you wear yes the lingerie or the cute little you know what do they call them manties I call them panties okay and we do these things to be attractive yes to other people I mean and and not just in the boudoir not just lingerie. We, we go through a hell of a lot to be attractive to other people. So why do we then vacate the premises when we're having sex? God, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many answers to that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we just kind of don't want to be there. People people have so many problems. Because it's animalistic. Well, yeah, it's primal. And, yes. and they have so many problems consistently engaging. But this is an easy way. And I, mean, I think that's why I find talking dirty so important. Because it's a really easy way. You know, I don't have to teach somebody an exercise. You know, it's easy to bring you into the present. What do we do with kids? Bedtime. We read them stories. Yeah. To engage the imagination. Yep. Hello? If you can't find your own words, there are amazing books out there. Yep. Grown-up bedtime stories. Yep. And read to each other. You know, I've got on my homepage, on the Intimacy Coach homepage, the um, erotica test has just gone up. And this is a test I did to give you some clues about the things that you might enjoy. And this test is made up of selections from pieces of erotica. And Mm -hmm. you get to rate them. And we Mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about what you like. Um, and I, I go and check it out. 
there are recommendations for more mm -hmm. at the end. Like if you liked this and your scores came out like this, you're going to like blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. I've also got on the web, on the website, an ebook that's got a ton of erotica in it. It's, it's Scheherazade mm -hmm. and it is a bunch of different pieces so that you can find places to pull from. There is so much out yes. there and there's something for everyone. I uh, used to have a, uh, a questionnaire that I, I let people fill out online. Mm -hmm. So I would have an idea of what they wanted to do. And I quickly found out that people answer it honestly, but according to their fantasy. Not according to their reality. Yes. Yes. So when I, and I would ask them the same questions when we're face to face. And it was extraordinary, the body language. You can yep. literally see the shame building. Yep. You know, the body would, the arms would cross, the legs would cross. There's all this blushing. The eyes are getting big. And I'm like, hey, that's what you said. Well, uh, uh, you know, that just totally different in person. We have some serious hang-ups. Yeah. I, um, of course, in my youth, the pickup lines that, you know, the guys use, it's like they all read from the same book. The best pickup line I ever got that I actually just said yes to, this guy came up to me and said, you know what? I just want to take you home and fuck the shit out of you. It was honest. It was real. Something clicked like immediately in my head and my pussy. I went. I love it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I didn't leave for six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for joining me, Ms. Max, and thank you for having us here. Okay. Good to see you as always. Um, and we will do this again. And yeah. thanks, you guys, for joining me on the A to Z of Sex. Please write to me with suggestions for the show and questions you want answered at drloribeth at a to z of sex.com. That's D R L O R I B E T H at A T O Z or Z O F S E X dot com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out my YouTube channel. For a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to https colon backslash backslash a to z of sex.com and click the button that says schedule now. Why not join me for my upcoming free webinar, Four Secrets for Arousing and Igniting Your Authentic Sexual Self. This is on the 23rd of August. Click the link in the podcast notes to sign up. Or head to https colon backslash backslash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com backslash the number four dash secrets backslash. I'll see you all next week when the letter will be you. And thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.com a to Z of sex.com. That's A 
T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.